Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at Armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. We're doing very well, uh, probably as well as anybody has ever done with Russia. And there's been no president ever as tough as I have been on Russia. So there, Buzz. Uh, Trump says so himself. You can take that to the bank. Uh, we're just doing this with Buzz Hargrove and Ernie Eves and uh, shaking things up here. By the way, uh, it's nice to see that Trudeau uh, shuffled his cabinet. And, of course, uh, the Raptors shuffled their roster. We're going to talk about that here. You know, uh, they play out of the Scotiabank Arena, they do. And uh, we can hardly wait for the basketball season to start again, as well as the hockey season. But uh, I'm looking at the lineup. Radiohead tomorrow and Friday. Kevin Hart on Saturday. Uh, time was, you know, comedians would never fill an arena, but this guy can. He's such a draw. And uh, obviously from the movies and... Uh by the way, if you're in the vicinity, you'll also make a, an appointment to get to the Harbor 60 for dining before or after, whether it's the concert, a game somewhere down the road. It's an appointment for sure, just as it is when you make it a night on the town or an afternoon. Uh, you want to get to the H60. It's a destination that uh, a lot of people will tell you is one of the finer establishments you'll find anywhere. Uh, the steakhouse that really uh, has put steak on the map in Toronto. This is Harbor 60. It has to be uh, experienced, at least, you know, on one occasion or another, be it a special one. They always make every occasion special at Harbor 60. So let me get on to uh, this story that, uh, you know, a lot of people are transfixed in sport by, but I'm more curious about just the dynamic of shifting a lineup. Uh, The Raptors, they've traded DeMar DeRozan, who was loyal to a fault. He took a haircut or a hometown discount. Uh, No quibbling. I mean, he's not going to be suffering any tag days or wearing a sandwich board out on Lakeshore Boulevard, but, you know, what is he getting? Not at 28 mil a year. Yeah, and so the point being, uh, he was a good soldier, but he couldn't get them over the top. And there were reasons for that, because, you know, as LeBron James was still here in the East, the beast in the East, you're just not getting past that hurdle. But they even had difficulty in the earlier rounds. Now they're saying Kawhi Leonard, uh, who is an established blue chipper from San Antonio, is coming in maybe just for a year, though, Ernie. And uh, he's a free agent next year, and he may want to bolt because he stated he doesn't want to come to Toronto, but he'd like to go to Los Angeles. They weren't going to facilitate that for him or weren't going to get enough from Los Angeles to make that trade. So he's coming to Toronto now. Uh Messiah Jury, the manager of the Raptors, I guess, believed that uh, change for its own sake was almost necessary, shift the culture and uh, get them out of the doldrums because they weren't getting it done with a a Lowry-DeRozan combo here. Do you think there's some merit to doing something like that? Well, there is. I think there is, but they're taking a heck of a gamble here. They have two all-stars in Lowry and DeRozan that they built the last year's team around. They won, what, 59 games in the regular season? I mean, tremendous regular season performance, but for the last two or three years in a row in the playoffs, they haven't really been up to snuff. Uh, Neither one of those individuals is what we would call a superstar. They're an all-star. And there's only a handful of superstars in the NBA, and this guy happens to be one of them. Uh, I guess it's hard to know because we don't know Mr. Leonard or what... 
you know, his, he hasn't said anything that I've heard about the trade to Toronto. Uh, but it seems like he may be a bit of an unhappy camper in certain situations. And maybe if he comes here and the team's successful, he'll become happier. But they're sort of gambling on that. If it was me, I think I'd probably want to know whether I had a chance of signing him to a long-term extension before I, you know, traded DeRozan and, and made the deal. The ironic part of this whole thing is LeBron James is no longer in Eastern Conference. He's right. playing for the Lakers. This might have been the one year coming up that they could have won with DeRozan and Lowry, but uh, all that remains to be seen. Well, you know, uh, but maybe sometimes you got to shoot for the moon and you've got a closing window. Larry's getting on, what is he, 33 now or something like that? So, you know, we saw that with uh, Anthopolis and the Blue Jays right. a couple of years ago. You know, you mortgage your future and uh, you go all in. And How that work? Did we win the World <laughs> No, but you know what? We came close. And i got to be honest, uh, the parent company should have been happy because they led the league in attendance. Yes. And, uh, you know, people buying all the baubles and the gifts and the beer and stuff. And uh, so Buzz, from a strategic point of view, do you think what a jury did by pulling the trigger on this uh yeah, there's colossal downside, but there's also colossal upside. How do you see it? No, I'm 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 with Ernie on this. They took a, they took a, they're taking a hell of a gamble uh, here. But uh, when uh, you've played so well in the regular season for the last, I think, at least three years, right? And then in the end, you end up coming up short. Uh, you got to do something. You just can't say to the fans, "We're just going to keep going uh, business as uh, as usual." I don't think LeBron leaving. Uh, the uh, this league will will make uh, the difference. I think they they really do have to try something. Well, this conference, yeah, he's this not is a good, yeah, right, that's right. This is a good. I think a good uh, a, a good move. move. Yeah, it's a bold move. That's right. Yeah, well, certainly that it's a bold move, and it may be great. It remains to be seen. Well, that's right. Uh, you know, never a bride, always a bridesmaid. So you know, sometime <laughs> around the corner, you want to make sure uh, that you're occupying. You and know, here we uh, thought it was Dwayne Casey's fault, the coach of the year. Well, that's well. We're going to find out. Messiah Jury now is on the clock, isn't he? I would think so. All right. Uh, let me ask you about somebody else, a personage of a certain significance. Your buddy and mine, uh, I guess, all you gentlemen. Frank Stronach is being inducted into the Automotive Hall of Fame tomorrow in Detroit. He's had a real impact. On this province, the automotive industry, I mean, Buzz, you worked cheek by jowl with the guy for a lot of years, even though he managed to keep the unions out of his shops. How do you do that? For the most part, he kept the unions out. But, uh, yeah, if anybody deserves recognition in Canada uh, for the building of the auto industry, is Frank Stronach. He's, he's still, uh, uh, Magna's still the largest automotive parts manufacturer uh, in North America and, I believe, in the world. And uh, now today, and uh, it was his uh, his design and his motivation uh, for people and uh, and and getting people to do uh, their best that allowed that to happen. So I well, how did he manage? I, that? I hadn't heard that. I congratulate. Him. Yeah. Well, uh, how did he manage that? I know a little bit something about it because I worked with him for a few years back in the day, and because uh, he had a, a corporate culture that he established with profit sharing. Yeah. It was one of the first, as far as that's concerned. No. Well, it wasn't necessarily profit sharing. He set aside. A certain amount of profits uh, for different things like research and development and employee bonuses and that. So it was more bonuses than uh, than uh, actual individual uh, profit sharing. But no, what he did in in, ter- in terms of the management team, uh, he allowed the managers of the plant to run their own uh, facility, and based on the success of that facility, they could become multimillionaires, which most of them did. Right. He had something like 45 plants and maybe still at an amount today in, uh, in Canada. I don't know of any of them where the manager didn't end up to being a multi, 
a millionaire and a person like uh, Don uh, Walker, who's the current CEO, he left uh, the General Motors truck plant in Oshawa and, and moved into uh, Magna, and he now is uh, is running it. He he makes a few million dollars a year and uh, is doing very well. You. They really do. What quali- was it, 27 last year, I think? But uh, yeah, regardless. The quality, the productivity, uh, their ability to satisfy the concerns of customers, their ability to be ahead uh, of the crowd in terms of uh, technology, innovation. that uh, Very innovative. They deserve a lot of credit. But the other thing, I keep bringing this up, uh, sorry, but he managed to, you, CAW guys must have been uh, banging on the door trying to get in there, trying to get people certified, and it but never the, ha- the thing that people have been recognizing, uh, not every worker automatically needs a union. He paid people well. He had a good benefit package for people, uh, less certainly less than we were bargaining in our major uh, automotive parts suppliers like uh, Bud Automotive and Lear and uh, and others, but not enough less that uh, that the workers decided they had to have a union. So uh, he 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 didn't uh, do it chintzy. He didn't uh, make his fortune on the back of workers. All right. So you had mutual respect. I had respect for Frank. Stone. Oh yeah, I, I think it's it's huge. I mean, he was extremely innovative. He uh, took a little tool and die shop and made it into the largest auto parts manufacturer in the world. You have to take your hat off to him. He's been a tremendous asset to not just Canada, but North America and and the world. Uh, So I think he's been a leader. He certainly deserves to be recognized. Um, And it is proof as much as Buzz doesn't want to hear it. You don't always have to have a union to be successful in, in terms of the employees. And I think that everybody's got to benefit as a result. But having said that, now I wrote in my book, uh, and he never challenged it, uh, that he came to me uh, when he was struggling. He was facing bankruptcy, and Ernie may very well remember, Bob Ray was the premier at that time, but uh, he uh, his company was facing bankruptcy. They overextended themselves in terms of loans and, and b- building too fast, getting ahead of themselves as a lot of... Uh, co- companies do, and he came to us and asked for a loan, and in exchange, he would give us uh, automatic certification in every facility he had in Canada. Uh, the problem was we didn't have the kind of money as a union that he was looking for. He looked; somebody had given him the financial statement of the UAW in in uh, the United States, which had huge amount, huge assets at that time. And we were a minor player in, in relative terms, and uh, so we didn't have the money. But he was quite willing to recognize the union uh, without any challenge uh, should we be able to come up with the money. Interesting stories and insights from guys who uh, were there, right there in the trenches. Uh, so Frank Strana conducted into the Automotive Hall of Fame on the union thing. BC, uh, they got a crown corporation they set up to handle union-friendly construction. Let's see what Buzz and Ernie have to say about that. And a few more tidbits here in a moment on the Oakley Show. Global News Radio, 640 Toronto.